Hello and welcome back to the official Scottish Rugby podcast. Rachel and I, we'll join another Rachel. Rachel McLachlan joins Rachel Malcolm and I as we look ahead to the TikTok Women's Six Nations round four, isn't it? It's it's Italy this weekend. Um, well, I'll start with you, Rachel Malcolm. Um, you can call her we Rachel and Big Rachel. That's what we Rachel. go by here. So, yeah. so are you Big Rachel? I'm Big Rachel. No young Rachel. Oh, I'm Rachel. not too sure about that. Rachie wishes she was big Rach, but she absolutely uh, she's she's small boy. It's it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Sorry, big performances. Big performances. Uh, we'll touch on that certainly against England, which uh, real big performance here. But I'll start with uh, well. We could say Rachel. I'm, I'm going to say Rachel Malcolm. I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, polite. Uh, I just say week off last week. I think it was really important, wasn't it? To well, playing the three games in a row uh, and then a, a down week before two games in a row, different uh, format to, to what the men have, have been exposed to. But three games in a row is tough going. I guess you needed that or you looked forward to that. Uh, a bit of downtime, certainly physically last week. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 do you know what? Like, I actually am really impressed with how we dealt with the three games on the bounce physically. Mm. Especially um, with the opposition you played. With the opposition, three. like yeah. two really, like, well, actually three really physical games. Um, and like a lot of similar people playing 80 minutes, three games on the bounce. And I think like the fact that we came out of it physically pretty, pretty well, um, is really promising. Um, but I think like mentally and physically, yeah, like a week off last week was, was much needed. I think, um, we were really frustrated off the back of the France game. Um, you know, we, the first half just was not where we're at. Um, I'm glad that we showed in the second half where we're at, but. I think it's promising because we're so kind of frustrated with yeah. not getting wins out of the first three games. And, and I'm not just talking about like one of those games. I mean, like we've had opportunities against all three teams. And I think in previous years, we'd have been pretty happy with those results. Um, yeah. And we would have taken the fact that we put in good performances, but we're not happy. And, and I think that shows where we're, we're pushing on to that we are now creating opportunities and it's about being a bit more brutal with ourselves and why we didn't get those take those opportunities. Um, so yeah, it's exciting that we've got another two games to go and try and try and take some more of them and and 100 going for 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 wins in both those games. Yeah, I mean we'll look forward more than we look back. But uh, we reach it's uh, you had a fantastic performance against England first up uh, individually, as I say, just proper like empty yourself, leave everything on the field performance. Now that's the type of performance you always give, but. How proud were you with 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 the effort um, or that that opening game, and how disappointed were you to, to miss the second game? Yeah, like I was gutted. I don't lie. Um, I think you know we gave we gave it all in England, and and you know I've had so many people since come up to me and say like that's the best performance I've ever seen us put against England. Um, and you know it's always going to be hard first game up. Um, but I think going on like we've like Rach says, it's been frustrating. Like there's things we could have done better there's opportunities we could have completed but um you know um yeah I was guided to miss Wales so uh, came, back, came back against France and just one more question to say before we look forward I, I think and I said this on the TV I was doing the game I, I thought both Rach as captain and, and and Bernie as Brian as coach I thought you were a wee bit hard on yourselves in your assessment of that first half I thought France were were pretty good. Yes, it could have been improvements and the second half was, was improved, but I, I thought the performance of France in the first half was a bigger 
determining factor when the, the kind of underperformance of you in the first half. Now, I know you probably won't think about that because you're totally in it, you're in the zone, you're always looking at what you can control and your own, your own kind of happens. But France were pretty good. They managed that game pretty well with some real experience, didn't they? Yeah, I think like the hindsight thing on that was like, I, I probably was a little bit harsh on, on the first half in terms of like, they had moments of brilliance, like yeah. the, the, the Sonsus try where she chipped over to herself and, and, and ran it in was, you know, like she is an exceptional player. Playing and, then, really and, then, well, and I know you've reviewed confident. that and yeah, that space and, shouldn't have been left because exactly. you so like, the kick. So. so like massive learning from that in terms of, mm. of that, but also like Tremoulier, I think she kicked, three 50-22s in the first half like I'm not sure if any players kicked that many 50-22s in one half since the rules come in so like there there were moments of brilliance from France to Mm -hmm. to to put them in good areas and give them good opportunities I think we were just disappointed I guess that we again like missed out on some clear-cut opportunities Mm -hmm. um so like that was our big focus going into both the Wales game and the France game um and like it's so promising that we are creating so many opportunities Mm -hmm. but we need to be more ruthless and take them. So I guess that was where my frustration lay. But like, yeah, we didn't play badly and we played so much better in the second half. Um, but France did. I think that, yeah, I think Sunsu's going off at halftime probably made yeah. quite a big impact. She controls the game, eh? Well, yeah. and Tremoli at 10, but she's, exactly, she's a special yeah. player. So mm. I think like that probably did make a wee bit of a difference for them. But I mm. think we managed the game a lot better in the second half, for sure. Mm. So we, Rich, what do you expect from Italy? They've uh, Their results haven't been great, but they're a threat, aren't they? They're, I mean... I don't think we've won in Italy. Is that right? Nope. Ever? Um, some threats saying like 15 to 12. They like to play attacking brand of rugby. What's the, what's the focus for, uh, for, for going on the road and playing this weekend in Italy? As you say, like they, they love to attack. We know that. We, they love to play rugby um, and give them the space and they will play rugby. So I think that for us is massive. Like we need to pressure them and not give them that opportunity. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably their biggest threat to us. Now, I was reading your first cap came away against Italy. Was it 2018? Is, uh, yeah. Do you remember much about that? Or is, I is remember it. it. You remember it? Is it I, was, story? I was watching, but I remember it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I remember, well, I think everyone's first cap is obviously special and, and after you're absolutely buzzing. And, but it's hard when you, you have a... I think it was quite a big loss that day, but... Um, think it's difficult because you're sad you lost the game but you're also like so buzzing because you like just won your first cap um so I remember in the changing room after like like a shape under the time was the coach and he came in and we were talking about it and we were like oh like we just didn't play we well and we were all quite down and then he's like so um congratulations to the new was that not the game as well not but, but was that not when like shade said to you and we had a very similar conversation shade to, was like you'll never be in a line out reach like you'll never be in the line out yeah. and then literally gets subbed on at, whilst there's a line out and looks around and like cool so I'm in that <laughs> I'm actually and I, I had to lift as well and he was like don't worry you will absolutely never like and honestly I think the rest of the time that he was coached I don't think I ever was in a line again um, <laughs> yeah, I had to do it in, immediately I was like okay but I mean taught, taught me to be ready for anything I suppose yeah. that's international sport isn't it whatever whatever you almost whatever you plan for whatever you assume or whatever you think's going to happen it's probably going to be the opposite Literally. of someone else but um Rachel, how important is uh, Big Rachel again? The, you spoke before the, the French game about results and you've, you've kind of hinted at that there, the frustration of the, the improvement in performance. And I suppose frustration at 
creating a lot of opportunities, not taking them. But what can you focus on this week? Bearing in mind you've had some downtime, but also your week, you know, fourth fixture. So there'll be a lot of kind of understanding and planning that can be done off the field as well. Yeah. What, what are the wee bits and pieces that the final piece of the jigsaw that's going to help determine the result rather than the performance? I think like managing momentum. I think we, and particularly the France game, like didn't deal well enough with when we had like really good go forward ball. Um, so one our could be similar as well. Yeah. So mm. like we almost, so not only like, so when we got go forward ball quite often, our contacts weren't good enough to then have quick ball off of that mm. to stay on top. But also even when we did have quick contacts, we often like chose the wrong decision. So we've shown quite a few pictures where like we've had a really good go forward carry and like there's tons of space on an edge and we've carried again and given them that extra bit of time and then maybe had a slow contact there and given them time mm -hmm. to fill the field. So it's just like managing those pictures better. So like recognizing when the space is on, recognizing and making good decisions in those situations because like we've had so many pictures over the last three games where it's just like you look at it and you're like why did we not run that option mm -hmm. um so like it's, it's been like a massive learning curve and I think like our aim for this tournament was always performance it was creating mm -hmm. consistent performances which we have done to an extent but we've never mm -hmm. had an eight, anywhere near an 80 minute performance against any of the three teams we've played so I think like part of performance is finishing off those opportunities. So although like our focus hasn't been, we're going to win and like that, you always go to win when playing for your country. But as in like, I think like we're not getting that final little mm -hmm. bit of detail and that right decision in the crucial points. We've had so much territory and so much possession mm -hmm. in the last three games, you know, on paper with our stats, you would have thought we'd won the last three games. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like, the the flip side of that is why have we not um and it's something we've really looked at in quite a lot of detail this last week um and yeah I think against Italy like they're a team who won't kick the ball as much as either of the yeah. two teams we've played so we know that we're going to hopefully have good territory because they will look to play out that has stung us before when we've played them because they do like they, they do play quite unconventional compared to most other teams and the fact that they'll play from everywhere um, and like Rach says, like if you give them a sniff, if you give them any bit of space, they'll look to take it and they might not look to take it how you think they're going to. So it is hard mm -hmm. to defend. Um, so I think like our biggest learnings from playing them previously is how we react to that and not wait to the second half to, to get it right. So um, I think like we've got to put in an 80 minute performance this weekend. Like that's our big focus as a team. Um, and we've got to manage our momentum and, and take those opportunities because they're like staring us in the face mm -hmm. and it's now like up to us to just make the right decisions and that was Rach, a really long-winded answer no that, that makes <laughs> sense I, I was i was kind of thinking as you were saying a lot of that is summed up by the small communication that happens on the field as well yeah. like it's really easy to see what you should have done when everybody's seen the same picture from the same camera angle on the screen two days yeah. later it's just how do you all see the same thing in the moment where some of you are flat or some of you are deeper some in a deck some are getting a good view some are you know kind of shoulder to shoulder it's really difficult so that kind of chat between the players yeah. and the constant commentary almost the players becomes really important but um on on that point as well rach we rach you should be licking your lips as a kind of a number seven and that really terrier kind of mentality if italy do want to overplay a wee bit in their own third is, is there opportunities for you to Obviously, you know, in terms of a lot of strength in defence and that poaching, that jackal, that turnover, are there more opportunities for, for a player with that mindset against Italy this weekend that we can strike as well? Oh, definitely. And that's definitely something we've covered already about 
you know they like to play they like to offload they like to you know be single runners and and that does isolate them so for you know um Jackler's back row because like that's what the picture we want to see so that's definitely something we've been looking at and and hopefully get get those opportunities to get stuck stick the head in <laughs> get the ball <laughs> sensibly and uh, just just on that Rich I mean you you were reasonably late to but was it university you picked it up but mm-hmm. you've involved your background was judo before that so does that'll help in getting in these kind of positions over the top of the ball I assume and your body awareness and your strength and your the core is it quite a, a natural place to be you say stick your head in there uh, I think so like I was talking to somebody about this the other day and I was saying I think judo's been so helpful in things like just body awareness and spatial awareness in space and, and I was saying you don't have to obviously I'm not the biggest back row in the world like you don't have to be as long as you know like where to hit and where where to position yourself um so for from that perspective like it's been massive for me and in, in my development in, in rugby and yeah it's 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 so helpful especially when the breakdown Rach is tackling like in terms of her like body she shows that like if you get your like body positioning right your timing right and like your technique right you don't need to be 85 90 kilograms to 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 finish someone off and like Rach is one of like our real dominant tacklers because of like her body management and how she she uses that like to her strength so like I think like not to blow your trumpet too much but like as in like Rach's a brilliant example of that you don't Mm -hmm. like you you can actually be an extremely effective forward um, and not be humongous um, if, if you get that technique and that body management right and like it's 100% a massive strength of your game and something that you're probably quite unique with in, in our squad as well It's a speed It's a speed to enter that position as well because the last thing what we do is, uh, as defenders is get into that low position early and then you're vulnerable you're, you can't adapt but to be in the kind of upright position then to get that dip late is really important we, um, we used to do quite a lot of judo work when I was playing and it was the same every pre-season would go <laughs> And it'd be, you know, you know whether it'd be uh, British Judo or Scottish Judo or uh, Sports Scotland guys, we would can you all come in and, of course, all the big macho lads would be muscles bulging everywhere in the gym all summer <laughs> thinking they're the hero. And the, the Judo players were always quite small. It was hilarious. And we just see the, the kind of big set in rows and the, the number eight. They already come and just throw them about. Just every yeah. time. Just yeah, that them it was. It was brilliant. And. As you got older, you knew this was coming, and there was always somebody just coming into the setup that was big, that was strong, that was powerful. That thought, "Oh yeah, I can, I can take this on," and they'd be kind of spun out and chewed out and thrown in the mat. So it's uh, there's, a, there's a real, there's a real good transition. But I can see it in your performances as well, and and you're playing down in Sale now as well. How's the, how's life at, at Sale treating you? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Like a uh, really good group of gals and. Um, it's good having the coaching as well. Like we've got Rachel Taylor and we've got um, Katie McLean, so that's been massive. Um, and you know they have loads of stuff as well. We've got sessions on kind of earlier in the day, and and so I've kept so busy doing rugby and talking about rugby, and I think it's been really really good for me to be honest. Big reach travel Friday, play Saturday, it's an evening kickoff this weekend, isn't it? So it's, yeah. Um, we actually um, travel early Thursday, I think. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got double day tomorrow, uh, attack in the morning, defence in the afternoon. And then, yeah, travel day Thursday, captain's run Friday and evening game Saturday, which is the first evening game we've had, I think, so far. 
Uh, yeah. We, yeah, we like usually generally always have majority yeah. evening games, but um, this will be the first one. So probably thankful of that because Italy can be hot. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I think we're all, our last experience of playing <laughs> Italy, a qualifier, Italy wasn't it? was, was honestly hot. one of the worst days of, of oh my, my life. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we are all very thankful that we're hopefully not going to have to repeat that experience in terms of heat. But um, yeah, 720 game, I want to say off the top yeah. of my head. That's bad. I don't actually know. But mm. so you in can, and around uh, that time. It's always quite a difficult one to manage that, isn't it? Because if, if you get up early, you can actually get another day's sleep in the yeah. middle of the day and it's all two days in one or do you can you try and I don't know how people do that though like is oh, it, like, is, like no? Rachel and me are kind of sit on it Rachel's probably worse than me but like we're two of our like nervous people within the team and like I yeah. don't actually understand how people can sleep on a game day no. like, I've seen like Emma Wassell I've seen her sleep on the bus on the way to a game <laughs> like I, I literally at that point I'm like wired to the moon like there is absolutely no switch in my brain off at that point so like yeah, the fact that people can properly like switch off, I'm like, I just don't get it. But each their own. Everyone's yeah. is different. I feel like as well when you can still see it like at breakfast and stuff, like when we played in Dubai, I think we, we came downstairs and me and Rachel have this like unspoken look at each other and we're just like, you okay? <laughs> like, you're right. And everyone yeah. else is just like moseying about their day and it, it looked, that game was what, like seven, eight o'clock and that, we and I were already like... Do you know, oh. do you want to know what, this is what this story is real funny, but Rachel's gonna hate that. Do you remember one time when you ran out? When we oh were no! <laughs> so Rachel really struggles with her nerves, and um, <laughs> she, I obviously ran out first and was set um, in terms of like sick. And as Rachel came out, she was sick oh, on no. me, and she ran. <laughs> it wasn't on you; it was behind you. Yeah, but like, that was like ran. a total accident. Like I was just so nervous, and then I, as I was running past Rachel, it wasn't like I timed it. I just I did it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I think I got away with it though. I think it was. Well, to be fair, I didn't, right I didn't notice it, and you told me. I was like, "Oh." Yeah, we like, oh. were. until now. Yeah, so yeah. Oh well, it's out on that, Not on the sick thing, but on that nerve thing. Do you find that as soon as it's like it's 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 pre-match, isn't it? right up to the point it goes as soon as the whistle goes you're in it like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's strange yeah. how like it can have such an effect for such a duration of time and yeah. within a split second it's away i like, think the, probably the calmest time in my entire life is the second that whistle goes uh, like exactly. it's so weird like i like i'm like me and rachel like like i say super nervous people um mm. And like to be fair, I've, I've definitely gotten better at managing that aspect of it. But equally, better than neutral. Yeah, slightly better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but like the biggest thing I've probably learned is just to accept the nerves, like not fight them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just let them happen and like accept it's probably part of my process. Mm-hmm. Um, but like literally the second that whistle goes, I'm like, it's the calmest I'll feel like ever. I love it. Mm-hmm. And like same, like every, like probably like first carry, first tackle. Once that's done, I'm like, cool, this is great fun now, let's go. But it's like up to that point, like, and it's so stupid because you know Every that week. as soon as it starts, it's going to be absolutely fine. You're not even going to think twice about it. But for some reason, you put yourself in this awful place for five days in the lead up and then yeah. it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rugby. Everybody, everybody's yeah. different. It's amazing to kind of speak to people after they've retired because they'll give you a totally yeah. different assessment of what you thought at the time. Yeah, there's so many people that I've played with. Like, oh wow, I was terribly nervous, and I've never thought looking at them. But it's yeah. uh, everybody keeps it guarded. So at least yeah. I think you pair are being more honest than others. Uh, but, uh, like 
that's me though like we're both quite open books yeah. aren't we Rach <laughs> and I also think like if you can see us on the day you're like I don't think we're hiding it well <laughs> yeah I actually find like having to do things like team talks and stuff like that it's like it's it's good for me like as in like it's quite a good distraction and like mm. almost gives me someone else to focus my energy on as well which is quite quite good Rach has got she Rach has a good team talk in her too <laughs> those pre-games like I think that uh, almost like first whistle first tackle but also like when we're in the changing room and you're doing your talk I'm like right now, now it's okay like <laughs> <laughs> what else what could possibly go wrong eh? yeah nothing at all listen it's a uh, it's great to get an insight it's great to hear the assessment of the first two or three games or the first three games uh and then the just excitement that's um that's around the corner in terms of the performance in terms of putting those a little bit right that means you can capitalise on the good that's been done and hopefully pick up um, the results to match the performances. So it's uh, it's Italy obviously Saturday night and then away to Ireland and Belfast the, the following week. So a couple of big games um, coming up. And I wish you all the best in the travels this weekend. It's always good to hear from the from inside the camp um, as Scotland's women prepare for the for round four. Um, Rachel and Rachel on top form there. Other rugby last weekend, uh, Edinburgh had a, a terrific performance winning at home against Bath in the, the Challenge Cup. They'll face Wasps um, at the Dam Health and uh, the next round of Europe. It was a, I was at the game. Uh, Edinburgh's attack was slick. Uh, it was a, a really good second half performance, especially um, from Edinburgh. And then Glasgow on the Friday night, well, they'd beaten Premiership opposition, beaten Newcastle away as well. Uh, and Glasgow will travel to Lyon. Uh, in the next round. So it's brilliant to see both our professional clubs um, advancing in Europe once again. And good luck to, to them when the URC takes a break and you get back in European action. We're joined by Rui Leishman, captain O'Herit's Super 6 side. Uh, the, the top of the table <laughs> after one week, really, O'Herit's yeah. Super 6 side. Top in points difference. Big win for the weekend, 41-24 against the Knights. But before we look too much at rugby, how good is it to be back playing Super 6 rugby again? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the boys haven't played since October. It was the last last um, last game of the last Super 6 season. So um, to get back into it on, on Saturday was was brilliant. A lot of the boys were itching to get a competitive game of rugby. We'd played Falcons last week in a, in a preseason game and we'd played Borough Muir Bears uh, in a training game the week before that. So nothing quite... Um, beats the, the competitive games on a Saturday. So we were we were buzzing to get back. How big a change is that? Because that, that period between October and say March used to be that was the the you know the the championship winning period of a of a season. That's where you would periodize the peak and work hard yep. through the dark winter nights. But then it's almost flipping its head a wee bit where how much training did you do between October and you know when your preseason starts January, February, or or was it a conscious decision not to do too much? Um, to recharge your batteries, to, to hit the ground running in March again that starts? Yeah, we, we didn't do that much sort of official training between sort of the end of the last season and, and sort of the new year. Um, I think we started again in January. I can't, can't remember exactly, but um, it was definitely different. I mean, playing rugby since Premier 3 and every, it was always winter sport, always October, <laughs> through the mud, through the dark. Um, so it was, it did take a little bit to get used to, you know, finishing work on a Tuesday and a Thursday and not having training to go to um but you found other stuff to fill your time you went to the gym you still went down we still had the blues we're still playing so you still went down and watched yeah. them on a saturday 
Um, so we, st we were still pretty good at going down to the club and a little bit routine there. Um, That's a big then, part of Heritage, though, isn't it? It always has been, and, and you know, it, it's a real kind of close-knit club. It's quite a, a fun club in many ways. It, it's, it's often what it's kind of sold as, but it, it's a real part of the culture down there. And um, Did you ever jump in and train with the Blues? or? Yeah, we so some boys trained with the Blues a little bit. Um, guys that hadn't had quite as much game time in the Super 6, maybe through injury or through selection, so they trained a little bit with the Blues. Um, and actually the Blues, we've got sort of four or five of the Blues boys from their season this year are coming up into the Super 6. Um, we'll hopefully get them down next week when their season finishes. Um, but yeah, all the all the clubs, the Blues 2s, the Blues and the, and the Super 6 are all pretty close-knit and get down and support each other when we can. So um, there's a good, ch good chunk of us um, going off to Carthor on Saturday. We're playing Friday night, so we're going to get the bus through and watch the Blues v Carthor on Saturday. And you'll, you'll be cheering for Carthor, will you? No, 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 no. Not See, I'm a Gala man. I'm a Gala man. Obviously, Gala yeah. awaited Dundee. And after last yeah. weekend's game, wasn't it, that the, the Heritage beat Gala down at Netherdale. So it puts, uh, I think the Blues are one point ahead in the league, is it? And it all comes into this last weekend. Heritage at Carthor, Gala at Dundee, is that right? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, we let Gala get in with two soft, too late tries right, at the end yeah. of Saturday, which I think made it a bit more, changed it a little bit. So... Um, but as we were walking out on Saturday, because they kicked off at three and we were half four, I think the last one of the boys just said, oh, the Blues have won. So we knew and we went out on Saturday, so because we can get a win here. Yeah. Um, it'll be a good night in the clubhouse. So, uh, yeah, good on you. Yeah, it's, good, it's, it's good to know that, that connection's there, uh, you know, certainly with the clubs. And you did get the win. Um, yep. We'll... Uh, Actually, I think we'll go back to last season before we look at this. You know, obviously, Super Six Sprint Series is just uh, teed off. It's a uh, you know, shortened version before the, mm. the championship later on in the year. But how much of the, the groundwork for that win on Saturday was, was done last season? Because there were some really good performances and there was a bit of inconsistency as well. I think you'd probably be frustrated with how the season ended in the, well, the Fossil yeah. Championship. Um, but there were some good bits there that were laid foundations as well, I guess. Yeah, there was some good, there was some, there was some good performances in uh, last season, and there was parts of games where we didn't play well that we sort of had 10, 15 minute spells of, of really sort of good stuff. Um, we just lacked consistency a lot last year. Um, we lacked a little bit of go forward. Um, some we didn't really get across the game line as much as we needed to in a lot of the games, and we struggled there. Um, but yeah, we put some really good performances in Watson's back to back. Um, really good performance down at Southern Knights at the end of the year, which we lost in the sort of last two minutes. But the actual performance itself was was really good. Um, we think played Sterling the first game. We one of the first games we beat them, um, and then we lost them in the return fixture, which we kind of we should never have lost. We had that sort of was it like close games, or wasn't there? Yeah, every game every game was really close, um, and I think it's going to be the same. To be honest, for most of the games this year, and definitely into the championship, that any team can can beat any other team on their day. Um, but yeah, what um, what type of things can you work on? Because there, there are a lot of players returning. You've you've brought in new players from from other teams as well, so there, yep. there is a new element to it. But the the, the kind of core of the squad will be quite similar. What can you do in order to increase? That consistency, because I think it's a, it's a, a nugget of information that everybody would want to know. Is it? Is it a mental thing? Is it a focus thing? Is it, you know, a, a, a skill execution? But because, you know, from it's not a huge amount of time since the end of the last season, mm -hmm. October to now. What are you working on in that period at the moment to, to try and get that consistency? Because when you're good, as Heritage teams have always been pretty hard to beat. 
Yeah, no, I, I wish I knew the, the answer to that. Um, I think when we're training, we're trying to sort of bring the training quality and intensity up to more like match match level. Um, we won't, we won't, we've only got sort of limited hours a week to train as a team. Um, so making the most of those hours is, is massive. Um, you know, we've had like Stuart Edwards come in as our attack coach mm-hmm. um, this year. And he's brought a real like clarity to everything we're doing in attack. Real sort of simple, but really sort of simplified it. But it's really clear and obvious what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in training, we've been able to go up against the Blues like fifteen on fifteen quite a lot in the last few weeks, which is really was was a big, big um, help for us the last few weeks because last year we, the way the seasons fell, we just didn't quite get that opportunity. Um, so quite often we were doing sort of you're doing smaller sided games, which is great for for skills and lots of stuff, but. Um, it's not quite the same. So the last sort of three or four weeks, we've been doing 15, 20 minutes every session, 15 on 15 against the Blues, um, scenario-based stuff, which is just, it's just really helped. Um, and, you know, with a group of those Blues that are coming up to Super 6, um, it helps them get, get up to speed with us as well. So when they come in next week, they're, they're already aware of what we're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I'd say like making the most of the training sessions and trying to get the intensity and the accuracy up there is, uh, has been really key this year. And, and what was uh, obviously the weekend? You, you, you took that kind of form into the mm. at the start. Um, it was a it was the last game of the the weekend. Although it was Saturday afternoon, forty one twenty four win Southern Knights. Southern Knights reached the final last year. Um, a, a team you've probably maybe struggled against at times. What what was the most pleasing aspect for the captain's point of view of uh, of getting that good home win, that, that bonus point home win, and and the opening round? I think the the fourth performance on Saturday was really good. I think we knew we had a good pack. Uh, and we knew we had good um, subs on the bench coming on into the into the pack, um, and like, yeah, like you said, after last year's performances, we knew that the win was was really really important for us. Mm-hmm. And it's a sprint season, you know, the season's only five or six games long, yep. um, so we've got to get really important to go off to a good start. So I was yeah really happy with the sort of set piece, line out, scrum, mall, kick, my um, kickoffs um, on Saturday, um, and then there was a few areas where we were a little bit rusty. Um, but that was mainly due to sort of our lack of accuracy rather than poor decision-making or anything like that. A lot of times, it actually, we made the right decisions. We just didn't execute quite as well as we should have. Um, so I think, you know, tonight or this week when we're at training, going into the, the Bears game on Friday, um, you know, we'll be focusing on focusing on our accuracy there and sort of just um, improving some of our goals for conversion, improving our exits. Um, if we can get those two, two metrics a little bit better, then I think we'll, been a great place for Friday night. I think you're right. I was at the uh, the Isher Bulls Bears Burnley Bears game on Friday mm-hmm. night, and I was asked before, "What do you expect, and or, or what's going to be the most important?" And I, I agree with that. I was like, a lot of these players haven't played for a long time. Mm-hmm. There will be rustiness. There will be new combinations. So almost the team that can deal with the mistakes the best will, you know, put their best foot forward. Yeah. And I think it's really it's really kind of quite important to know that you'll never get the perfect game. There'll never be the perfect game without mistake, especially first game of the season. So so having the ability not to not to hold almost when things go against you. Because because Thunder Knights came back at you a wee bit as well, didn't they? Um, yeah. and push you. But you but that 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 trust that if you do make an error, let's move on. Let's the next thing we do is do is right. So you you'll be taking that, you know, that element up, but also with a bonus point win behind you in the game against Bears. It's Friday night this week, 745. Yeah. Um up at Megatland, what's uh, what's the expectation? I thought Bears were good last week. They, they, they were pretty pretty close with, with the Bulls, but um, I was quite impressed. Yeah, no, I watched. I actually watched that game um, 
on Friday night. And I think, the, yeah, the first sort of 20 minutes was a little, little bit scrappy, as like to be expected. You know, it's a, not an easy place to go on a Friday night when you finish work, get the bus mm-hmm. down to Millbrae. Um, so I think that, yeah, the Bears put up a really good fight. And I think, you know, they've got some really sort of key players, like Robbie McCallum, Scott Robinson, the center, didn't played he? at Harriet's, and Reese Tate in the back row, who, mm-hmm. who all play really well. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to beat, the, beat, our, beat our best. Um, trying to stop them getting any momentum because we saw that when they got a bit of go for it against the Bulls, they um, they were really good at sort of keeping it going and moving up the pitch. Um, but yeah, I think our set, again our set piece will probably come, be really important on Friday night. Um, looking at a sort of full eighty minute performance in the set piece, because um, like you said, if, there will be rustiness and there will be mistakes, and if we know that we can rely on our set piece when those mistakes do inevitably happen, then it's a sort of nice comfort blanket to have for us. Um, to know that we can go back to our scrum and mall if we have to. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll score some tries in the backs and get some running rugby as well. There'll be some true Harriet's stalwarts kind of yeah. double-taking at this forward scrum and mall, this set piece. It's, yeah. uh, it's not quite the philosophy, but it's so important, isn't it? Do you, do you, uh, do you ever get a bit of, uh, I suppose, heat when you when you mention the, the, the key nuggets of the game? Because Harriet's has always been seen as the, kind of, the champagne rugby, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I do. I mean, I, would, I love playing the Champion Rugby, especially, you know, we're getting into summer, uh, hard pitches, nice weather, dry ball. Um, so it's going to, we're going to be, we're going to be trying to shut the ball about and play with ambition for the, for the whole, for the whole season. Um, but yeah, like I said, knowing you've got that sort of foundation is, is, is nice. Um, it makes us feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, the balance is key, isn't it? Yeah, that's at every level and every game. It's the balance. It's as you said, you've already mentioned decision making, and, and it was it was good at the weekend. It was clear at the weekend. That that's the that's the the golden nugget, getting the right decision at the right time. And just before we let you go, how um, Andrew Kelly? We spoke to Ned last year. He's a relatively young coach. Somebody I played a lot with, a real passionate player, passionate about Harriet's. Is uh, how's he fitting in, in in terms of the relationship between captain and coach? He, he'll be a a good sounding board to to work alongside yeah yeah i got on got on really well with with ned um and he's done you know he's brought in um we've got sort of Gillies, scott riddle oh, yeah. uh, and, and a lot of experience and, yeah a lot of experienced coaches sort of young experience young young coaches um and they all work they all work really well together um so you know we've been ned's been focusing a lot on our sort of defense and our on our um the overall strategy which has worked really well um and i think all the new guys have I've really bought into it as well. All the new, new, new signings, the young players coming in. Um, so yeah, all, all going well at the moment. So hopefully we can take it forward into the next sort of four or five games and see where we are come the come the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. It's five games into the playoffs. It's yeah. splits, you know, top three, bottom three, and getting off to a good start is vitally important, especially when the condensed nature of the the Falls Rock Super Six sprint series. You got off to that good start. And we wish you luck on, uh, on Friday night as you, you head to Megaland to take on the Bears. Thank you once again for listening to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast. As always, good luck to everybody playing and involved in rugby this weekend. Um, Edinburgh take on Zebra at home. Glasgow uh, are over in South Africa and wish you both teams well. Obviously, Scotland women as well and Italy and everyone else playing Fosrock Super 6 uh, and any rugby across the spectrum. Thanks for listening.